This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a Premier League lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result... You'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you in, you Reds? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards, points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, if you've had a bladder leak today, listen up. I get it. I tried pills and pads for years but couldn't find relief until I found Axonics Therapy. It's a tiny device that put me back in control of my bladder. Why not see if it could work for you? Visit findrealrelief.com. That's findrealrelief.com. Consult a bladder specialist to find out if Axonics is right for you. Results and experiences may vary. For more information about safety and potential risks, go to findrealrelief.com. The voice of South Yorkshire and North Derbyshire. BBC Radio Field. Here's Odijay trying to get the better of Risa. Using good body strength in towards Howard. Down he goes and Barnsley claiming a penalty there and Martin Atkinson not giving it. Decision right at the end of the game in added time. Adijay goes up for it. Away by Carragher. Howard's there once more. Still it's Howard. Still going. Oh yes! He's won it!
deserves the result of that header. He's still in here, Dyer, and he's finished the job. And that is awful defending for Birmingham. Barnsley do not care. The fans behind the goal ecstatic. And Bruce Dyer sent on as a first-half substitute has guaranteed a second goal for Burnsley. What a gamble to play on. No support, so he'll have to turn and feed it to Marcel. Now in Clint Marcel, goes for the glory and gets it! That surely is the goal to take Barnsley into the Premier League. All right, buzzing around and finding Hammer. And inside he comes, that's what he wants to do! Good afternoon, I'm Chris Mason and he's Carlo van der Wateren and you're listening to the Reds Report on the Vibe Barnsley. Today we tackle the top five at five. First up today, Walsall at home, one point gained or two points dropped. Finish this is. He knows exactly where he wants to put it. This is a player at the top of his game, enjoying his football, enjoying his life. Look at that. Cameron McGeehan, does the midfielder's long-term future lie at all well? It seems the club have found a champion mix. Community happenings and an ambitious coaching staff are reaping on-field rewards. Were some too quick to judge in the summer? Jack Walton has slipped into the number one slot well the last two games. Is he the number one Barnsley goalkeeper long-term as the Reds move forward? Groundhog Day on Saturday, Coventry away. Does the hoodoo end this weekend? Let's hear your own Coventry nightmares. The Reds Report on BCR, the number one show for Barnsley fans. And we are live in the Vibe Studios on Old Mill Lane, Barnsley, for the Reds Report. Chris Mason, Carlo van der Water, and we're going to tackle the five at five, Carlo. And before we start things, I just want to thank Callum Biggs for everything that we actually owe him for all the good things that happened at Barnsley um, in the mid-90s. He, uh, he took a lot of credit in that film, didn't he, for a lot of things. <laughs> so thanks for that, Alan. Anyway, we, we, we owe you a debt of gratitude, don't we? Forever. Forever in his debt, aren't we? Forever in his <laughs> debt. Um, Carlo, the five at five, first up Walsall at the weekend. A lot of chances for Barnsley second half after they actually managed to get a grip of the game. Walsall, one of the better sides we've played. One point gained, two points dropped. It's, um, it's a funny old one, isn't it? Because Walsall, look at some of the chances that they missed when you watch it back again, where the lad was looking for the linesman's flag to go up when it got knocked back into the box and it didn't go up. They had a lot of chances the away side and Jack Walton as well with a reflex save in the first half, really saved Barnsley on that respect. Where did he sit on the game from the weekend? Um I think for me, it's for me, it's probably two points dropped purely because I think the, the chances that we did create, uh, the one-on-ones, the quick break, and all, at one point I think we were three-on-one attacking their goal, and I suppose you know you'd expect better. Um, one of them, the keeper didn't even have to make a save, and. If I look back at the Wimbledon match, we, we kept saying, didn't we, how they frustrated us, and, and, and they did, but Wimbledon themselves offered nothing. You look at the uh, the match at the weekend, the Walsall match, and actually, 
they frustrated, especially the first half, they frustrated and almost nullified any threat that we had, but offered themselves, you know, a few opportunities. Second half, I think tactically making a change, he got it right. Um, moving forward, Walsall couldn't really cope. And if, if our finishing had been on point, um, it, it, you know, we'd have been talking today about, you know, a, a very good three points against a very decent side. As it stands, they had a bit of a nightmare in front of goal, I suppose we had as well. Let's hope it's one of the matches that at least we came out with a point and we didn't concede the last-minute winner. Yeah, in the past, you look at especially you look at the Bristol City game in the back end of last season where you're looking to stop up, you're winning 2-1 and you let a goal in last minute. You know, that's that's the sort of games where we've lost points. Saturday in the long run, like you say, you feel it was two points dropped. But in the long run, Walsall are in that top six. Dean Keats has got them playing well, nominated for manager of the month. The players seem to have bounced back after having a poor season, after getting knocked out of the playoffs by Barnsley from last season. So they, they've been uh, they've turned it around Walsall. And all in all, if you're in the mix middle of September, which they are, they'll not be a bad side and, and then could be a good point to take. I think so. And I think you, you look at before the match, Walsall were unbeaten, as were us. Um, you know, I, I was tweeting, I was, sorry, I was messaging with somebody, says, you know, it's going to be a draw, isn't it? Because they're undefeated, we're undefeated. Nice to see second half, you know, we, we did go for it, you know, and we created some fantastic chances. And, and you know, on, on the basis of what I've seen, not only the clubs that we've played, but when you look at, you know, Quest and late on an evening and on Sky Sports, um, you know, I reckon Walsall will be one of those teams there or thereabouts, especially you know, in, or, in or just around the playoffs uh, come end of April next year because they weren't a bad side and like you say he's got them playing good football tactically you know the future you know he put the lad on and then you know not as soon as he came on but very shortly after he scored a goal and it was good it was good football to watch I just think um, the finishing you know should have been better and there's no excuses for that because um, you know we, we didn't miss anybody that, um, that that was called away on international duty or anything I know the lad Woodrow was injured and you know we have to wait a bit for him mm-hmm. the new German lad I thought looked um Look pretty good to be fair. Just got well, he's confident with the ball at his feet and he wants the ball. So you know he's once he adapts to the speed of the game, I think he'll um, he'll become key to the squad, won't he? Yeah, and I, I was a bit a bit worried because I think if you play for the under twenty threes in the German Bundesliga, you know this is from what I've seen a far more physical game. Um, but to be perfectly fair, um, played really well, break things up, clever passing him, and. Um, yeah, he, he suited that role because obviously, you know, there was no Davies, there was no Dougal. I think, oh, you know, a bit of a makeshift sort of, you know, midfield and forward line, but actually um, played really well and, and slotted in. Reminded me a bit of Dougal, you know, like he'd been playing here forever, but maybe that's because the Latbara knows the Stendhal, you know, the type of football that, that Daniel Stendhal wants to play, and that might have helped him settle in quicker. We look at where we are in the league now, we sit third place uh, comfortably behind. You know, we've settled into that spot now behind Portsmouth and Peterborough. A lot of people envisage a Peterborough bubble busting, but the manager went out and got himself a lot of players in the summer, didn't he? And he obviously plays that he wanted at Peterborough. Is that the first real big game? Is that is that the test of Barnsley when Pete when 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 they uh, this they, they face Peterborough at the beginning of October, Carlo? In your opinion? Um, yes, uh, I also spoke to a Doncaster fan uh, prior to the match on Saturday because obviously they've played Peterborough already. And couldn't understand why they are where they are because he says he says if you look at Barnsley matches, you look at highlights. We seem to dominate matches. We seem to dominate possession, and we can score goals. Uh, Peterborough at long spells didn't even get a sniff off the ball, but they get a lucky goal. They win one nil. It's three points, isn't it? So the table tells you about the points. The match reports. The fans can tell you what the type of football we're like. And I think if you then look further into the stats. We're probably better placed at the moment on possession, the number of shots we have on goal and our defence, 
for, for us, this to be long term for us. Um, listen, you know, nothing negative against Peterborough. Mm. I think we're a better team with more pedigree. And if, if this is a race, you know, they might have won the, the 100 metre sprint. But if it's a 1500 metre race, I, I, you know, I can see us there at the end. But this is what I'm saying. You know, you look at that game, they, they do sit top now, so they are there to be shot at. Completely. Is this where we look at this is Barnsley's time when it comes to the Peterborough game? We're getting ahead of ourselves here, but it's a good point to make now. That's the time we look to take a stranglehold on the division, isn't it? Yeah, completely. And that's when you make a name for yourself and, and other teams start taking notice of what you're doing, don't they? You know? Yeah. Um, and um, yes, it will be interesting. But, you know, before that, we've got the, obviously, the, got to talk later about the, the Coventry match. And maybe people will take more notice. Maybe especially as fans, we get that bit more confidence than we have if we can actually go out and get a result at Coventry because that's our first hurdle. Um, and it, it's not a lucky ground for us, is it? Certainly isn't, whether it's Highfield Road or the Rico. Carlo, um, point two on the five at five on the vibe is Cameron McGee and he's coming. Um, and this is in a personal opinion of mine it's, and certainly not yours. And what we've seen of Cameron is we've seen him jogging around the pitch at full time after the Oxford game. Still trying to get his fitness from a bad injury. Does his long-term future, in your opinion, lie at, lie at Oakwell? Is uh, he going to get in ahead of Kenny Dougal, Alex Mowat? No. George Munker at a push. And is it down to the injury? Is it down to the level of football? What's not right? Uh, what's not looking right for Cameron at Barnsley? I think it's a couple of issues. I think, uh, to me, Dougal and Mowat are ways, way, way, way ahead of him. And that's not saying he's a bad footballer, because he's not. But I think the type of football that we're playing, you know, we got a big opportunity jumping into Dougal's role last Saturday. And um, I, I, I don't know. Whereas Dougal can have a, a change of pace and move forward and create opportunities. He's got a clever pass at him. Fires, McGee, fires doesn't he? he? He does. I think what, what happened with McGeehan was... Um, it was far more secure, so it was, a, you know, a ball back, a ball sideways. I, I, I don't see Cameron McGee playing that clever pass, you know, that 60-yard ball over to the other wing and get, you know, Tiam on it or, or, or whoever. And I, I think it was very telling. And, and maybe, you know, I know Stendhal said it was tactical reasons, but he took uh, Cameron off at half-time. He puts Victor on. Um, our threat then changed because actually in the midfield, Mowat... Um, more with the Munker sort of had it, well, not sewn up, but you know what I mean? They, 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 it was in hand. And, Just coming um, off at half-time hurt the player then, Carlo, in your opinion? I, I don't know, because I think because he, if he would have taken Cameron off and put Jared Bird on, I think that would have taken a real dent. But he sort of changed it by, by yep. you know, by putting, yep. by putting Victor on. Um, and like I say, I don't think Cameron McGeehan is, is, is a bad footballer, but I think the type of football that we play and, and the quickness that he wants, that high-pressing and that quick turn of pace... I just not seen it from Cameron yet. Maybe he hasn't had enough opportunities, and I'm you know I'm not shooting him down. No, no. But I think if you ask ten Barnsley fans now out on the street, you know Kenny Dougal's back on Saturday, and we're playing McGee and a Dougal, I think it's going to be a, a very clear ten nil uh, because I think yeah. Kenny's just he, he he breaks things up, which is one thing, but then he holds the ball and he makes things happen for us, and and I, I haven't seen Cameron do that as yet. And before we head into the break, then Carlo, is it just a case of maybe not the right move coming to Barnsley for Cameron? Interesting, isn't it? Because he came with a lot of hype. I know we had the bad injury and um, Scunthorpe got to the playoffs last year. He scored that important goal and, you know, it, it was an important goal. In, it wasn't in the first leg of the playoff, I it believe, was, wasn't yeah. it? And, um, but he hadn't done that much and he wasn't, uh, uh, you know, he wasn't a, a, a consistent first on the team sheet. And I, I suppose w maybe the hype was more 
than than what he actually delivered. Because you, you would have thought that somebody, if, if he was that good, he would have been a regular starter for Scunthorpe, but then he wasn't. He was often off the bench. He was often used an unused substitute. So was it by move? I, I don't know, but I, I, I can't see him getting regular football as it stands because I think the options we've got in midfield, even if you look at a Jared Bird um, in the Carabao Cup last week, I think he, he offered more than what Cameron did last Saturday. We're back on the Reds Report after this short break. The Reds Report on BCR, the number one show for Barnsley fans. Homegrown alligators, see you later. Gotta hit the road, gotta hit the road. The sun ain't changing the atmosphere, architecture unfamiliar. I could get used to this. Time flies by in the yellow and green. Stick around and you'll see what I mean. There's a mountain top that I'm dreaming of. If you need me, you know where I'll be. I'll be riding shotgun underneath the hot sun, feeling like someone. I'll be riding shotgun underneath the hot sun, feeling like someone. South of the equator, navigator, gotta hit the road, gotta hit the road. She diving round the clock, bikini bottoms, lager tops. I could get used to this. Time flies by in the yellow and green. Stick around and you'll see what I mean. There's a mountain top that I'm dreaming of. If you need me, you know where I'll be. I'll be riding shotgun underneath the hot sun, feeling like a someone. Reds Report on BCR, the number one show for Barnsley fans. 
I think Warsaw is, is a very good team. Um, uh, it was difficult to win this game for, for us and um, um, uh, and we have a lot of chances in the second half. Uh, I, I think in the second half we played very good um, and we uh, normally we win the game uh, uh, and when you get uh, two minutes uh, before the end uh, the 1-1 one -one is it's it's frustrated. Warsaw were very defensive in that first half. They it seemed very difficult to break them down. Um, how did you change that in the second half? Yeah, okay. The, um, the game from Warsaw was that what we about expected. expected and very defense uh, only to to counter attack. Um, it was in, in uh, the other games the same. Um, we we know it. And um, in the second half, we, we played too slow, uh, switched the side too, too long on the ball. And uh, in the second half, we, we changed that. Um, we we have two players on the wing more and, uh, and played faster, and then was our, our game better. Do you expect more teams to come to Oakwell and, and play like Walsall did? Yeah, I think so, but not all uh, teams so good uh, uh, like Warsaw, I think. Uh, Adeboyejo comes on, gets a goal. How close is he maybe to a, to a start for, for Barnsley in the league with, with three goals so far this season in, in the league so far? I'm very satisfied that he uh, scored. Um, he scored a Tuesday in a Checker trade trophy and today. And uh, yeah, this is a young player. He, he worked very hard and... Um, I am um, happy that he scored. One of the things we noticed watching you in the first half, you wanted, it seemed, your players to pass the ball faster, to do things quicker. Are you still working on that side of uh, Barnsley's game? Uh, we know it before. We, we said it uh, uh, in the preparation for this match that we make uh, yeah, uh, quick and, and fast play. Uh, um, but um, yeah, it's it was not not that what we see in the first half on the pitch, and then um, in the second half we um, uh, repeated what we um, what we want to play, and uh, the second half was better. The Reds report on BCR, the number one show for Barnsley fans. Superb there, listening to Hurst Endl after the game, Carlo. And when it takes us straight into point three of the five at five on the vibe, um, I personally think the club have got a champion mix. They've um, very community organised off the field. The, um, the, the East Stand's been superb on match days for fans. Things they're doing in the community, etc., especially reaching out to Chris Ryder, things like that, what they've done. Um, then they've got a young coaching staff in that are ambitious. That When you listen to the interview on I Follow really want to get involved with the club they, they, they love the stadium, they love the town, they love the fans they, they're getting their tea stuck into it they're not here for an easy payday like a certain man was back in February who then got paid off. I wonder who you mean Yes, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Maresh obviously but um, you look at it all it's just everything's it's reaping on, on pitch rewards as well as what I said in the opening isn't it so you look at everything that's been done in pre-season that's been done since the season started things are looking good, we're into September do you think there's a few slices of humble pie being handed out and do you think people were too quick to judge in the summer? I think so, because you know, and you have to credit Barnsley Football Club here, when 
more or less were sacked straight away. You know, you start looking at odds. It's always the same people that go around, and it? it's like a group of merry men. And every now and then one drops off because he gets a job, but somebody else joins, and everybody's like, oh, we want so. And when he was announced, everybody like, who? Oh. And then they come out, what are you doing? Give him time. Well, we're giving him time. We're undefeated in seven, is it? So, you know, that has to count for something. And on the pitch, obviously, looking really good. Off the pitch, we're seeing some of that initial investment from the new owners. Like you say, you know, the the uh, the family area and the sort of the, the games to play with the kids, to take the kids down. Somebody gets an opportunity to uh, go in the dugout, watch them warm up. We had one of the, uh, a young lass on Saturday uh, reading the team reading news. The team, yeah, yeah great reading stuff. the sheet. Really, yeah. really good. And um, we're putting White out of a job next, I think. Well, he needs to. Do. He needs to watch out. You know, it really, <laughs> really does. Um, you know. And I think what's happening as well is, so this, the, the whole match day experience that's so important to Barnsley Football Club is, is there's, there's definite improvements. Is that the American I, influence, Carlo, as well? I think so. I think so, yeah. I think they, uh, they, they made a point that that needed improving. There's still things that can be improved, and, and we know as SLO, and you'll have seen it, you know, people are still, there are still issues that are being fine-tuned as we speak with things like... You've got to go in Redfern's, haven't you, by the sounds of things? I mean, yeah, that, well, that's, that's, been, <laughs> that's been sorted as we speak. I know there's been issues, some issues around the catering, so, you know, but they're done with that, and at least oh, they're listening they are, yeah. and they're acting on it. I think what's also really, really good is that, well, last week we had Matty Goodwin in the studio. There's been a lot of social media, and it's not hype because it's absolutely deserved. The daydream believers, and, you know, we went... And I think it's really nice that that comes out at a time when actually our club is in good hands, good on the pitch. That community, you know, what they did with Chris Ryder, fantastic. For ladies, sanitary products freely available on match days. I mean, it, you know, it's nothing I'm going to be using, but a very, very good initiative nonetheless. Um, you know, we've seen the, uh, there was a, a football tournament yesterday, uh, the All Right Pal, the, the, the mind thing, yeah. absolutely fantastic. So the club seems to be getting involved in that community. And when it's going well on the pitch, it, that spreads really quick, doesn't it? And then if, especially if the club's getting involved as well in and off the pitch things, which, which is fantastic. And I think there are some people, and, and people never do, that, yeah, maybe they were too quick to judge. I mean, you can't judge a manager before a game's been played in the season. You know what I mean? This is a bad appointment, blah, blah, blah. Why didn't we get so-and-so? They were available. You have to trust in, in the recruitment process. Now, don't get me wrong, it was hard to do that because that same recruitment process brought the Portuguese... Portuguese, Portuguese guy are. in that sort of stood on the sidelines and, you know, um, I think the same Portuguese guys, you know, we've, we've heard that, you know, behind closed doors in the dressing room, everything wasn't on par. You know, we, we see them on match days. You know, a lunatic. Well, <laughs> listen, what I see now, we, we were waiting to interview Kenny after the Oxford match, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. And, you know, the, 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 the coming out. And they're still laughing. I was hanging, uh, hang about not last match, match before we were hanging around uh, because the new lap bearer was supposed to come mm-hmm. for an interview. Yeah. Unluckily, he went. Um, Jack Walton was sort of warming down and he was like acting like a clown. We were laughing, asking if we we're okay. And, and this just seems to be a really good feeling in the club on match days. I get it when Stendhal said last week, you know, he wants the crowd to get involved in that. It's a 50-50 thing. If the football on the pitch is good, we'll start singing. And, uh, you know, we we quickly, as Barnsley folk, drift back in that feeling we had in January this year when the football wasn't great. We go a goal behind. Um, it's nice to see that now we can get back to winning ways and we can turn a match around. We can now tactically change a match, which he did on Saturday when the formation, the personnel doesn't seem to work. And actually from the bench, he makes a change and it makes us a better team and, and, and a more difficult team to counter. So 
all in all, yes, um, things are going really well, and, and long may it continue. And and the club's got some, you know, we, we can credit the club because some of the, the some of the initiatives they've, um, you know, that have gone out, like the thing with Chris Ryder, like the thing with the sanitary product, absolutely fantastic. And the, and the quick wins, hasn't it? They keep the fans on side, and if we're on par with the team, then we're a force to be reckoned with in this division. If you win, if you win in football matches, I think it always helps as well, oh, and course. that's the, the main thing for the club. And I think the the good thing is that the club have been they seem to have open ears. You see that there was a bottle bar outside at the back end of the Pontian at the weekend. There was um, there's two people serving on the bar inside the Pontian as well. So they've stopped that. They've stopped all the queues in that respect because I know some people take a lot of stick for tweeting about not being able to get a beer, but some people like to work all week and they like to go and have a beer at the football. If it's cre- if it's creating a scene where people can't get one, then people who want one will get upset. The club have listened, and I think it's superb that there seems to be very much an open ear policy now at Barnsley Football Club. And moving forward, I think that'll be superb if it continues. Oh, completely. We had a meeting SSLOs with Gauthier a couple of weeks ago uh, on a Thursday afternoon, where we we mentioned some of the you know the complaints and you know. And- Obviously, I'm not going to say what's being said in these four walls because you know that's not what we do. No. What I can say to people is, I brought a certain complaint to his uh, to his attention. He asked me to email it to him, some of the details, which I did. You know, within a couple of days, I got a response that something had been done. And I think it, when that happens, you know, you're being listened to. And if and I say it again, if fans and club are on side, and the football is nice to watch. You know, this division better watch out, isn't it? They certainly are. You mentioned there Stendhal wanting, you know, he wants the fans to be involved and, and get behind the team. And the fans do do that. And you go to the away games, especially the, the core that go to the away matches, certainly behind the side 100%. There's a lot more different opinions and a lot of a lot of different people come to the home games, Carlo, not the same ones get to the away matches. You've said there it does take two to tango. The fact that the fans did go back into their shells against... I mean, we'll go back to the Gillingham game here because we couldn't really talk about it last week because Matty was very much Adrian Believers and and that's what that was about. But the manager wasn't digging the the supporters out and and he hasn't done it since. And It's hard sometimes, though, because the fans are as nervous as the players when that score lines at 2-1 because the fans want a result, don't they? You know, you're kicking every ball with them, but you're also... You're nervy because... As Saturday proved with two minutes to go, it's still Barnsley, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And that that history of you know how we can go from winning ways to losing ways within ninety minutes—that's going to take that feeling, that angst is going to take a while to disappear, isn't it? And um, I, I get completely what he what, what he said. You know, you have to credit that top section of the Pontiand because they start the singing off even if you know even if we're defending a free kick in their own, in, you know in the opponent's area and there's no threat whatsoever and i think when when that atmosphere starts we had it on the first day of the season because obviously you're winning 4-0 so there's going to be loads of clapping and cheering but but i get it as a player if 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 people are shouting people are cheering you know there is that atmosphere it might give you that extra 5 6 7% you know when when the 90 minutes seem to loom and that can make all the difference and and i get what he referred to and he didn't call them out and you know um we sit there we cheer we sing and and we've had a lot to cheer about i think as Barnsley fans, you know, we're creatures of habit. And sometimes if we're winning 1-0 and the other team equalising, it's 1-1. Nine out of ten times in our past three years, we'll be losing that match. And it takes a long way, long time, you know, to, to get rid of that and to, to get, you know, used to the standal way, I suppose. Uh, one word answer, Carlo. Have you eaten humble pie in the summer or were you very um, on the fence with the, with the uh, appointment? 
So before I give you my answer, <laughs> I have to say that I did my homework and I've got, luckily, um, a mate who's German and lives in Germany. That's why he's German. Um, he's from Hanover. He's been a season ticket at Hanover 96 for the past, I think, 10 or 11 years. So when I saw the name, I WhatsApped him and he gave me loads and loads and loads of information. And... Um, he sort of said the type of football he wants to play is really good, bringing young people through. You've got a certain type of football, blah, blah, blah. So, no, I didn't have to hit Humble Pie. Humble Pie, it's annoying the Van der Watering house and certainly at mine as well. We're back on the Reds Report after this short break. The Reds Report on BCR, the number one show for Barnsley fans. Report on BCR, the number one show for Barnsley fans.
And we're back on the Reds Report on the Vibe. Chris Mason, Carlo van der Watching, Carlo, point four on the five at five on, on the Vibe. Jack Walton, he's coming on, uh, coming for the last two games. Very good reflex save at the weekend, I think, in that first half as the header came in to tip over the bar. Long term, is he the number one for Barnsley? I think he has to be, doesn't he? I mean, it, it, you know, fantastic save. I think what I... What I liked on Saturday is, you know, when we got possession of the ball, sometimes playing it back to him. So, you know, so he had a touch, and not the first thing he has to do was make a save. Um, very vocal. I'll tell you what, for a young lad, very vocal. That's what it needs. And, um, yeah, I think that save says it all. I think he's got a huge future um, future ahead of him. 
and definitely he's um, for me. And there's nothing wrong with Adam Davis. <laughs> no, I was just going to say he's, he's very much the understudy at the minute. But when you look at things, you look towards the future. Would it be a shame to see another goalkeeper slip through the fingers at Barnsley? I know a Scott Flinders is down in League Two now and things like that, but we've seen no, we've seen many a goalkeeper slip through the the net at Barnsley and move on, haven't we? You wouldn't want to see that from Jack, would you? No, and I, I think as well if you go back on previous seasons when we had Townsend on the bench, it's always hard to judge a keeper when they don't get any games or sometimes play for the under twenty threes. You know what I mean? And um, I think it's quite rare. That you can you, you can have Davies and Walton set on the bench, and people say, "Who do you who do you, would you play?" And I think the opinion would be pretty divided. I think people judge Adam Davies on last season, where maybe at times he wasn't at his best. We have not seen that. You know, Jack Walter came in towards the end of last season. You know, did all right, did all right again on Saturday, did all right in the um, the cup thing that we played in last week on the Tuesday. So. Um, I'm very happy that Jack Walters at the club signed a new contract, didn't he, in the summer as well? And, uh, yeah, he did. He did, mate. Yeah, he and did, so. uh, yeah, for me, definitely, uh, you know, definitely one for the future. And you know, if somebody like an Adam Davies would want to move on, I suppose that choice of would we let somebody go would be easier, knowing you've got a ready-made replacement, not going down in quality. Because actually, personal feeling is that Jack Walter could probably be a better keeper than Adam Davies, but maybe because he is so young, yeah. and and you know he's gone so quick. I'm sure Walton got chores. Was it England under 16s or 70s that he trained with at some point? So obviously, something people saw something in him, and from what we've seen, you know, on the pitch, um, very much deservedly so. You look at that with with Adam Adam Davis. Obviously, a lot of clean sheets he's had for Barnsley. He's, he's pushing on to, and he's, he's racking them up every season as he as he plays in a red shirt. At times, gets criticised. At times, gets praised. He's very much marmite at Barnsley, isn't he? The, the current number one. Yeah, I think people. You know, you, you can you can win a match four nil. Um, but you know, you take one goal kick and it lands in the East Stand, and everybody's whistling and booing. And yeah, perhaps it shouldn't happen, but I think you need to judge him over the ninety minutes. And it's always quick to judge a goalkeeper if you concede any goals or whatever. And because we're not doing that, I think people are concentrating on other things we could possibly criticise him on. But it's actually it's okay for people to say, you know what, he's a decent keeper. You know, he's captain. He's not done much wrong this season. I think he's become more vocal. I've we said mentioned it before. the voice, didn't we, against Oxford? And then he yeah. started barking at the back four, and we went, "Oops, yeah, hang he's, on, he's got a voice." Yes, exactly. And, and I think you yeah. know we've said it. We said it before, and I stand by my point that I think a settled back four in front of him has helped Adam Davies become more confident and and a, and a better keeper. Um, if you were to ask me, from what I've seen, you know, Jack Walton. We wouldn't go down in quality. It wouldn't be a second-choice goalkeeper for me because I think he's he's capable of being as good as, if not a little bit better than Adam Davies. When you look at January and obviously the, the transfer window came round and a lot of fans were looking at, we need to buy a new number one goalkeeper. It, so you're not on the you're not in the group of if Davis was to leave the club, you go out and buy somebody to replace Adam. W- would you certainly you'd be in the market for an understudy to, to a Jack Walton then? Wouldn't yeah, completely. You? Walton yeah. Walton would be my number one, and I'd look for an understudy for him. I think what happened, especially in the last six months of of last season, in that period under that man that we shall not mention, and you know the football wasn't great, the results weren't great, we let in goals in. It was a very unsettled team. The spirit was gone. It was just a broken team on the pitch, and I think. He, you know, people quickly to criticise because of the goals that we conceded, but there were 10 men playing in front of him as well that could have stopped that goal going in. And we don't do we would blame the goalkeeper. Listen, Adam Davis is a good goalkeeper. My personal opinion is I think Jack Walton will be a better goalkeeper. Certainly. Um, as we move on to the weekend, Carl, obviously it's Coventry away and it's, it's pretty much like Groundhog Day when Barnes are coming around to play Coventry City. Never rarely get a good result apart, apart from actually the year that we that we went up. I think we beat them. Was it two 0 at Oakwell? I think Mark Roberts scored 
Uh, it was a Tuesday night. We, we beat Coventry to finally climb into the top six under Paul Heckingbottom. So that was a rare win, but we've had some nightmares, haven't, haven't we, against Saturday's opposition and ex-manager in Mark Robbins. He'll be well drilled to, to put one over his old club. I, I'm sure he will be. I think Barnsley are probably more difficult to beat this season than they were last season or the season before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've, I've got this... It always gets me because we talk about, you know, you talk about bogey sides, don't you? Oh, we never do well when we get there. And I, I, I wonder what that is because, you know, four seasons ago, you're a completely different Basley team, completely different Coventry team. You know what I mean? I, I wonder what it is about the ground that we can't, you can't even say, well, you know, maybe because it's a seven hour journey on, on, on the Gordon coach because it's not, is it? It's Coventry. So I, I don't know what it is. Um, Probably more faith now with Stendhal because he seemed to have almost, you know, he wiped the slate, uh, the slate clean with all the players, and um, you know, he gave everybody a chance to prove themselves. And I hope with that, he maybe he's wiped some of the voodoo away that you know we normally lose away matches at Coventry um, because I think we deserve. Uh, you know, another good result. The way we've been playing, it's, you know, backed by the fans yet again. And, you know, applause for those that, that, that are going on Saturday. And Mark Roberts, of course he will. He'll be out to, uh, you know, it's another scalp, isn't it? It's, a, you know, a, a previous club of him. But um, I'm, I've got full faith that with a fully fit squad um, and Ryan Hedges I've just seen back in training, and obviously, uh, gives do, us an option on the on on the wide left, doesn't it? Certainly, it, it does. It does. And and I'm I'm um, hopeful from what we saw. If I remember rightly, last season when we started, I think at one point Hedges was our top scorer because he got like three and five or something like that. Mm-hmm. And you know he's got a goal in him. And we've been mentioning that ex-player that no longer plays for us, that did you know a servant of the club and a legend that we call Adam Hamill. People shouting for him back, and everybody has their own opinions on that. I just think. Ryan Hadges, um, I think, deserves his chance to, to, to shine for this team. Um, you know, he went off injured. Was it a whole friendly, uh, the preseason yes, friendly? Yeah. Um, played very well. You know, I was I was there and, and, and did really really well. So I'm excited that he's back because it gives him it gives the manager another option. Dougal's back. Obviously, Davis is back as well. So you know, a fully fit squad. The lad Woodrow, hopefully. Um, joining training probably next week, and don't forget about the German lad, you know, uh, Mike Barra, Barra, whatever we want to pronounce it, who did really well, well on Saturday. We'll call him Mike Steve. Mike Steve, I think we ought to yeah. call him Mike Steve. Mike Steve, we'll, we'll, MS for we'll short. Yeah. Like Mike Steve. <laughs> he's not any football. He's he, MS. He's Mike Steve. He's certainly. Um, he, he's he's going to add add to the squad as you've said. Barnsley still unbeaten. Carlo in the league. Um, you know, one defeat in the cup away at Blackpool. Is the first league loss? I mean. Are we going to see a Barnsley Invincibles or is it the longer we go and beat and that first loss will be will be hard to stomach, won't it, the longer it goes on? I, 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 it will be because, you know, you want them, you want them to go and beat him. Is that going to happen? Mm. Probably not. I'm going to regret my words and you probably remind me next week, but I, I, I think we'll get three points on Saturday. Just Yeah. And I, I don't think Saturday will be our first feed. Oh, no, definitely not. As you look at it long term. Oh, yeah, oh, completely. And if you look at the loss of, you know, Blackpool did well. They won again. You know, they seem to be Bradford, a club yeah. in disarray, but on the pitch they've got it right, haven't yes, they? The, yeah. You know, you, I just see that Barnsley, October's a big month, isn't it? A yeah. lot of games in Huge. October, isn't there? Huge. A, you know, there's a Tuesday night game thrown in there as well, and October's a long month. You know, you're looking at six games maybe in October in the league. Yeah, well, I know the 2nd of October, they're at home to Plymouth. That's the first one. Then obviously the Saturday. Then there is another there you go, Mickey so Mouse Cup 12, thing. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah, there is a lot of games. A lot of games. When you look at Coventry then at the weekend, it, 
it's nice to go into that game as you've said you mentioned the players coming back normally Barnsley are looking at the weekend and saying oh he's injured a couple of players out but it's nice to actually look at a squad now and say well you look forward to a game at the weekend as you've said back by the fans and you look at it and you say we're stronger than we were the previous Saturday which isn't a knock on the, the previous week's team but we're a lot stronger coming into the Rico at the weekend aren't we oh completely and I think you know if you look at Kenny Dougal you said it earlier on He'll, he'll stop things from happening against us and he makes things happen for us. And I think that's the key that what we said before Cam didn't have. So, you know, he, he should go straight back in the side. We've got that many threats on the pitch for people that score a goal. And with that fit, and I don't mean good looking, but with that, you know, for 90 minutes, you know, they said early on the season, high-pressing football, counter-attack, can't keep it up for 90 minutes. A lot of our players are. Um, you know, while ever you've got a key for more, and yeah, Kiefer Moore gets almost assaulted on a weekly basis by defenders because that's football, it's physical football, it's League One. If, if it were to happen in Peel Square, people would be locked up for it, you know, but mm-hmm. it's not. Yet the number of injuries we're getting seems to be quite minimal, should I say. Mm-hmm. I know Ryan Hedges was, was injured for that, but not being, you know, sort of like many others, has there? So um, with a fully fit squad to choose from, except for Coley Woodrow, you know, you go to, you go to Coventry. And, you know, you should say, you know, there should be no problem getting the three points because I think our football is, many have tried, nobody's succeeded as yet. And we've played better teams than Walsall already. Certainly have. Oh, sorry, Coventry, sorry. We certainly have. Um, Connor Chaplin against Barnsley at the weekend, well, if you believe the rumours of play that Barnsley were interested in. Uh, I just wanted to pick your brains about Mamadou Tiam, Carlo, before we before we close out a bit of an earlier show today because there really hasn't been much to pick at, has there? So, um, Mamadou Tiam... Two great goals on the opening day against Oxford. Took that confidence into the next few games. Is it now time to maybe draft him out for one game and, and bring him back in? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit of an enigma, isn't it? Um, fantastic, the first match against Oxford. We thought, hey, we see the best. And we saw the best of him that day. He took uh, shots, yes, we did. everything. Yeah, we did. And um, again, on, on Saturday, probably not one of his better matches. And... You know, a good player, an eye for goal, it just seems to not be happening. And I don't know if that's a mental thing, the longer a striker or a forward doesn't score, you know, it, it, it starts playing in your head, doesn't it? So I don't know if it's something to do with that. Maybe it's a lack of options that we had of taking him off. And you know, besides Victor, obviously, who's very much an impact player at the moment. But there could be a time, if that keeps happening, that he might put Mamadou on the bench and start with Victor because Victor's obviously scoring the goals. Or bring a Hedges in, which, like I say, it is Hedges, good that yeah. if he's going to play with... I mean, we, we've we just been talking in the break. We we sort, we sort to think, was it a 4-2-3-1 at the weekend because of the players that were picked and Moncur obviously more advanced and then Mamadou Tiam and Mike Steve either side of a key for more means. It's a very attacking lineup, isn't it, from Barnes? Yeah, it was. You know. I, I asked Martin Devaney for, the, for, for what formation it was and he looked at me saying, you tell me. And... Maybe that is a quality in itself, isn't it? You know, if you're playing a team and um, they can see who they're playing, but we're not, you know, we're not fully sure of the lineup. Hey, you know, surely that that can only help us. And we can. and we've got those players because Munker can play out wide in the centre. You know, we look at what he's done with Kiefer Moore. Um, Obviously, Cam McGee played, and maybe they weren't sure about that. So it, it'd be interesting to say. I, I would presume it's the team um, that. Started except for Bradshaw, obviously, and then I would prove better to come in for Bradshaw. If, if, if yeah, you yeah, yeah, no, no, um, and yeah, uh, very much looking forward to Saturday. You, you mentioned George Moncur then, and we obviously feel that it was a more attacking prong front three behind a more. 
do we get the best out of a George Moncur then when there's less defensive responsibilities on him? Because he, he obviously can play in that three that we mentioned there. He can play where Mike Steve was playing. He can play where Mamadou was playing. Or obviously he played where he played himself just behind the striker. Is that is that going to see the best of George Moncur in a Barnsley shirt then? I think so. I think George Moncur seems to be playing better. We, we mentioned him as an impact player earlier on in the season uh, when he, you know, he, he, he either he comes off the bench or he, he starts and you take him up off after 60 minutes. The jury was sort of out because he, he did, for me, this is all about opinions, isn't it, football? For me, he did all right. Um, I think a couple of times the decision-making has to be questioned when you're sort of through on goal and, um, you know, you've got a key for more and, you know, almost on the goal line waiting and, and, and he takes a shot. I suppose he's entitled to take the shot because he has got a shot on him. Um, he definitely plays better in that, you know, in and around that, that that settled, you know, group of 14 players that Stendhal seems to choose from rather than, you know, a, a, a match where he changes it with nine changes or whatever it was for the Carabao Cup where people are looking at him to make things happen. Um, but his turn of pace and, you know, when he's got that ball at his feet and he's coming from midfield, it's like it's glued on, isn't it? And and that, that that's always a weapon. Uh, to round out the top five at five on the Vibe, Carlo, uh, quick score prediction for Saturday at Coventry. Ooh. <sighs> You know what? I'll go for I'll go for two one to the Reds. I'll take one one. I'll definitely take a point at Coventry. I'm not going to be too. Obviously, like Bill Murray will be in the audience at the weekend. It's definitely Groundhog Day for the Reds at at the Rico Arena. Uh, next week we will bring you the re, uh, the reaction from Coventry City. But next week the Beast joins us in the studio, John Parkin, and hopefully he's bringing uh, he's bringing some pies, some pints. I'm hoping so because I thought I was not goals. Tea on. Yeah, definitely he's bringing a belly full of goals. He's, it's the John Parkin special next week. We're going to get John in. Uh, he's going to he's going to plug his book, obviously, um, and we're going to get a get a few stories from John and basically if you listen to the Under the Cosh podcast we're going to try and bring a little bit of the Under the Cosh into the Vibe Studios myself and Carlo are going to chat away with John Parkin and we look forward to that next week right here live on the Vibe and if you've got any questions you'd like us to ask John then obviously tweet him during the week you know we've got an hour with him next week um, his book is out on Tuesday it comes out um, next Tuesday so the day before our podcast I've got it on, on pre-order so it's getting Amazon's delivering it that day so it might have to be a late night and I'll see how many chapters I can go through uh, before I finally turn into it. But yeah, John Parker special. Looking forward to it, Chris. We certainly will. Well, actually, if we can get it, get stuck into the book the day before between us, we'll get a few stories out of there. John will tell us a few stories. We'll have a few laughs. I'll get a post on the Twitter uh, at, at redreport underscore after the show. And if you've got any questions for John, just drop them in that thread and just hashtag it, ask, ask the beast. And we'll be speaking to John Parkin next week live in the studio with myself, Chris Mason, Carlo van der Watering on the Red Report, sponsored by Opium Indy Bar Barnsley. We'll catch you next week and get behind the Reds on Saturday. And here's to another three points for Barnsley. The Reds Report on BCR, the number one show for Barnsley fans. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. 
Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network. The ultimate on demand destination for the UK's best fan led football podcasts. Want barnstorming Barnsley insight, analysis, and opinion? Follow the Reds Report podcast on the Talksport Fan Network. Unbeatable club dedicated content created by the fans for the fans. Search Talksport Fan Network. <laughs> 